Big Sloth. So what happened? How come you're working here? I'm researching a role, all right? Really? Yeah. It's a movie about a guy who dumps fish heads for a living? It's too complicated to explain. How long have you worked here? Well, I don't work here. This is just a hobby. But it's your job now. Oh, no, wait, I forgot. You're just doing research on your next big picture. <laughs> just show me where to dump this stuff. <laughs> right over there. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. Hello, this is John O'Hurley, and you're listening to Hobo Radio, where anything is possible. Yeah. Away with your weapons. I mean, you know how. Hobo Radio, you are listening to with George Murphy and Lars. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me in a new location is my buddy Lars Periwinkle. How's it going? Yes, I live. I live on a Undisclosed Avenue at Mind Your Fucking Business Way. <laughs> I, di- I didn't ask Ron Swanson, like, calm it down. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, if it, like, I have, I'm not completely set up in my, um, myself and uh, my wife Julia's uh, new home with that we bought. So, if my, the sound quality is poor this week, folks, please stick with us. And honestly, let's face it, you don't just listen to one episode of this show. <laughs> Also, if the sound quality has been poor in the past, it's because Lars was preparing to move. So any sound quality problems that have ever happened are related to this move. I assume they'll fix in the future. It 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 takes a a long time to pack (laughs) stuff up. You got to organize. And then, you know, with um, the virus, not to mention Obamacare, it's been bad for a long time is what I'm saying. (laughs) But here we are. Please bear with me, folks. Thank you. Well, speaking of things being bad for a long time, uh, I wanted to bring on a guest this week in hopes that maybe in your new home, maybe you can finally put aside some of this animosity that has been bubbling for for years now, which is why uh, long overdue, I would like to welcome back to the show, Jonathan from... Hey, hi, everybody. From We Have to Ask. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, funny. You were, th- that introduction could have been for so many people. I don't know how these beats get started with me. I just, I'm just walking around being myself. I don't, I don't know what the hell these guys' problems are. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like you know, if we ever did like a "This Is Your Life" for Lars, it's just a bunch of people that are still mad at you. Yeah. See if that you recognize this voice. For- hey, why'd you have to be that way? Oh, I don't. That could be anyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got into a stupid fight at a bar. You're gonna have to be way more specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, Jonathan, it's good to see you. Hey, yeah, it's it's wonderful to see you on on your show. Uh, yes, indeed. You know we're. Uh, Marty and I have always been kind enough to have you guys on our show 
numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is two for me. Marty's been. I mean, Marty <laughs> is almost like a, a second, uh, a, a third co-host of this show. Uh, so it's nice to have been invited on after uh, we brought both of you onto our show individually, and then uh, magically. Uh, this, this happened, so it's great. Well, I just want to say implying... that I'm, I'm not in charge of of booking usually, <sighs> but in this case, I was. I was like, no, we'll take. <laughs> yeah, Marty. Yeah, yeah. I just want Marty. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Also, I, mean, I I always pick Marty first. And if your your third host <laughs> thing, if that's any kind of like, if you're hinting at the idea that like I've secretly in my mind have him lined up to replace Lars someday, then I mean, look, I you know, no no comment. <laughs> That's fine. He can, he's, he's he's got the time. Uh, he's, he's all locked up, all locked himself up in New York, and uh, just just ready to do podcasts. Yeah, and I ha- and I have to say, I I know I told I hit you guys up right after we were done um, with your show. Uh, we have to ask, which I encourage everyone to listen to and or watch. Um, but thanks again. It was it was the most fun I've had doing this sort of thing in a long time but you don't do it you know joel and i we shoot the shit and we have a great time and i love it and i wouldn't ever stop doing it but there's not a lot of um not a lot of choices to be made we just we just say stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) say the things that are in our heart and have a conversation but to joke get to joke around with you guys and i i was i know i was telling you before the show but i the the feeling of like performing even just a little bit and not not being able to look at your friends because you know the in, the entire thing you're trying to build crashes to the ground, but you need to see what they're doing and you're trying to listen and trying to hold it together. That's such a, a wonderful feeling. I love it. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it was an interesting change. Uh, we had uh, once Marty moved to New York, uh, it had become a little bit harder to uh, to do an episode. And then for some reason, we decided uh, with everybody in quarantine, oh, we, we could do this. We could get back onto the, the swing of things. And then uh, Marty's always wanting to step it up. So then it was like, let's live stream. Uh, and so we've been we've been very successful with that. Um, and it's been a little bit of a change to the, the format of the show because uh, we're, we're the same people doing the same thing, um, which is not what the other... 180 plus episodes that we've done which have been completely different shows for uh different timelines because you, uh, you guys are... live in the you guys host from the multiverse correct yeah well it, the the concept is is that uh there there were we created these beings that have uh a, a hole in the the multiverse that can pull different jonathan and marty podcasts uh because every every uh, universe has a Marty and Jonathan podcast, they just do completely different shows, uh, which is great for for our podcast. <laughs> and uh, and so this one, it's now like we're just in the shit timeline, and uh, and now we're just trying to find fun ways to to fix it. Which, uh, you know, just a little behind the curtain, it's probably not going to get fixed. So that's because the world <laughs> is terrible, right? Like yeah, that's... the world is terrible. Yeah. Um, but we we're I, I'm excited. We're almost to episode 200. Um, so that's coming up in, uh, in the next couple of months. So that was cool. Um, this last episode we did, 
on uh, Tuesday was episode 191. So okay, uh, fast approaching. More there, yeah. Scary. We've been doing it since 2015, and I mean, I know you guys have been doing uh, this podcast for forever. Um, It was just our. We originally started with Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, It was a phone podcast, and we talked about the Dark Knight mostly. Uh, We talked about the Dark Knight, and then he came in. He didn't have much to add. He was something to the effect of "Mary had a little lamb. Fleece was white as snow." Yeah, Lars, are you embarrassed to tell people how long we've been doing this? I think I'm hitting that point when people ask. (laughs) It's like since 2008, and that's just that feels too long. That's too long to have been doing this. It's really long, but it isn't that. That's not embarrassing because I like I like this show and I love doing it. And when people say, "What's the name?" Like, okay. There was a point where I was like, I, just, I don't want to tell people what it is because then they'll listen to it. But now I'm just like, you know what? Go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. I know you'll have, I know this person well enough to know that they have no interest in what we're going to talk about, but sure, listen to it. But now there's an extra layer. I say, this is how long we've been doing, we've been doing it for you know, like 12 years. And their face lights up to, oh, you must be really famous and have found a way to monetize this. Oh, yeah. No, we're rich. That's why Lars moved into a new house. It's it's palatial. You guys can't see it in the video, yeah, but it's... No, it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, was all, this is all podcast money. This is all my gravy money. You know, I work a nine to five, yeah. but this is this is the, the money You do maker. that because you love it. Like, Lars loves to work yeah. a nine to five, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's podcasting. is That's where the money is. And he, he was just... He was so sick of the solarium in his old house and he was like if i have to look at this tiny ass solarium one more time you know like what's can all the money for then stretch out i can yeah. barely stretch out in this solarium yeah i mean we all like me you also have a room that's just padded lisa mattresses that you've just they keep sending them to you and you don't know what to do with them so you just make like but yeah it's like eventually it's like how many wings can you add to your house you know it's just all the podcasting money it's crazy. It's, it's it's too much. It's very opulent. Uh, my phone's not working. I was trying to look up solarium. <laughs> okay. Probably spelled it wrong anyway. So what the yeah, hell is that a solarium? Have, that would have been good because I was wondering the same thing. It's, just, <laughs> uh, it's always good that uh, on a podcast where I'm just nodding my head. Mm-hmm. Nobody can see it, but uh, hopefully the viewers can also nod with me. Oh, it's a sunroom. Yeah, there it's you go. It's a sunroom. Yeah, oh, okay. I was, yeah. Okay. Uh, Patio real enclosure. Talk, though, are okay. you are you both uh, recording in your your kitchens? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, Murphy, we both have a goddamn microwave behind our heads. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, because to be real, uh, I record in my kitchen because I live in basically a studio apartment. So it's really either this or the other room. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's always fun. Are, do you guys, um, like, do you think you'll keep this format? Do you, do you ever think you'll go back to, uh, I, I, I think for the time being with, uh, Marty being so far away, this is, uh, at least something that's keeping us, uh, entertained, interested in continuing it. Cause I think that's the, the other, uh, struggle with, with our format is there's a lot of building to it. So like figuring out a topic to talk about, getting a guest to come on. Uh, cause we, we, we really, when we first started this, didn't want to be just two white guys behind a microphone <laughs> shooting the shit. Uh, and we know that's why you guys have uh, been super successful. We said, we want to try the other end of it yeah, yeah. and see how far we could go down. Uh, but it, it sometimes become, it became sort of a hassle to like, 
get get us set up and like working all that out um this has been a little bit more fun um and i know that uh again with marty always trying to level up uh we've been discussing leaving facebook in general and uh going to another platform i heard mixer might be a good place to go uh i mean no that's not have you tried tiktok Uh, ah tiktok i think go for Uh, tiktok that thing's got legs yeah that that thing's gonna God, it's about hopefully to in November up. we'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we're uh, it. I, I could see us going for a little bit more. I mean, at this point, we're almost to two hundred, and that's been my big push. Was like, let's get to two hundred, and then it's like, let's get to five hundred. But I mean, that's that's a long time away, so we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out. I'm just waiting the urge to be like, hey, Elias, remember when we did five hundred? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what number we're on. I know it's in the five hundreds, but. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> have you, I think I've asked you this before. You've never listened to a single episode of the show, have you? I think, dude, it's been a while. I think, I think I may have tried to listen to one of the first shows we did, and then I, I listened to the first show we did um, when we were both when I wasn't on the telephone. <laughs> God, yeah, no, that we've yeah we've been doing it so long that the original format of this show, which I don't want to ever listen to, because I didn't have this equipment, so I didn't sound good either. But Lars called in on a phone and just wow. walked around. Like, yeah, I mean, there were the first, like the first. Oh man, it was. I can't tell you how many times I was I was outside of the. Uh, um, um, Mount Washington Tavern, and I was like, "Hey guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to do a podcast." And then an hour later, <laughs> come back inside. <clears throat> By the way, this is episode 555. Whoa! Five yeah. five 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 five. Yeah, when we've, we've reached fake phone number numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Klondike oh, five. Though, we, for you, yeah. <laughs> for, um, for you and I, though, that's. Um, that's 556, because remember our 100th episode, we recorded the whole thing, got to the end, and said, that was shitty, and erased yep. it immediately. <laughs> yeah, because we really tried, we thought, that was a mistake that we realized a long time ago, is ne- that's why we don't know what number we're on, is anytime we tried to make it, like, important, it was terrible. So we, our 100th mm-hmm. show, uh, yeah, we hated it so much that we immediately destroyed it. Like, we broke the laptop in half. So that no one would ever hear it. Uh, our our 100th episode, we had planned this whole big event, and it uh, it started two episodes beforehand, where it was a solo episode by me, uh, and I was like losing it. And then Marty did a solo episode, where he it, it is probably one of the the just strangest episodes of a show I've ever I listened thought, to. I thought it was so great. I was so enamored what? with like the five, because I listen to your guys' show always, but the five episodes leading up to that, I was so enamored with this. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see what the fuck was going to happen. And uh, and he like, he at one point knocks himself out and then you hear like a, another Marty come in. <laughs> uh, it was like he just went to town on it and then the next episode was our 100th episode and we did like this game show where we were trying to save each other but we really didn't know any of the answers to our questions uh it's like we really didn't know each other 
Uh, and then I found out that in my uh, keeping track of episodes, I completely screwed up. And that was actually our 100th and one episode. Oh, <laughs> so our our true 100th episode was uh, was Ma- the Marty episode, which I still think, like in the grand scheme of things, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what we're going to plan for 200, but uh, I know that we've we've just we've talked uh, ideas of big things i've put into the universe hey maybe bill murray you know will just happen to show up sure hey, you on, gotta, our, on our zoom call you gotta find that phone number like you know about the you phone number the right 800 number yeah oh there's a, there's an 800 number I did do you not know, know this oh okay so this is the bill murray lore which is apparently now i don't know if this is still true this is true a few years ago he didn't have any kind of representation he doesn't have a manager he doesn't have an agent he has a phone number that's a 1-800 number and he just like you can call it and he might answer it he might not uh but you that's how he takes work now is you just call this number and if you catch him at the right time he's done interviews this way like people you know like if he's home and he's bored and that's when you call he might answer and like yeah so like theoretically if you can find this number which uh full disclosure i've gotten bored before and been like i wonder if that bill murray number is like on reddit or something and i've never been able to find it so you have to like you know, it's like speakeasy style. You gotta, you gotta know someone on the inside to get it. But yeah, that is how you would get him on your show. Is you have to get this one eight hundred number. And I mean, at, at this point, I feel like the episode should just be us calling the Hall and Oates line and then calling the <laughs> Bill Murray number. Talk about an episode. Does the Hall and Oates number still work? I believe so. I think somebody, a friend of mine, uh, called it like a week ago and said this is legit. So <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Still available. That's exciting. Oh, line. <laughs> That's really no. So now I'm just looking at now. I want to know if it's still. Uh, I do too. I'm just trying to think of what song I would really like to hear. But there's so many because they're all bangers. They were goddamn yeah. hit machines. Hall and Oates. They were. They were. They were quality uh, music makers. You talk to some people. And you're like you you're like Hall and Oates. They say, oh yeah, yeah. I I like Hall and Oates. They sing that song. I'm like, yeah. Do you, do you like this song and this one and this one and this one? They're like, it's all Hall & Oates. You didn't even know. You're a giant Hall & Oates fan because we all are. Welcome to Hall & Oates, your emergency Hall & Oates helpline. To hear one-on-one, please press one. To hear rich girl, please press two. To hear man-eater, please press three. To hear privatize, please press four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure more than that we yeah. get sued. Yeah, so that that's, would be. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, by the way, that was my way of uh, very excited. I think this is the first time this is coming up. I finally, after 12 years of doing this show, have figured out how to play stuff so that uh, everyone can hear it remotely. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So very excited about that. Get some soundboards and stuff. Oh yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna become a wacky morning zoo. That's gonna be our reinvention. Is just nothing but sound effects. Uh, with my with my school uh that I teach at when we were doing uh, our e learning, uh, we had one student who decided that they were gonna be on, but then also call into the Google Meets (laughs) with a soundboard. 
and it would just be fart sounds. It yes. would be like, get to the chopper. Uh, just so many different things. And you're, uh, and you're trying to like, trying to continue to teach and do the things that you're trying to do. Also not call out the student, you know who it is. Uh, and at one point I just stopped and I said, we're not doing anything until that phone number goes away. And then the, the the kid just like put a hand over his mouth and was like, sorry, Mr. Jonathan, and then hung up. And I was just like, all right. And back to the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, kids nowadays, they they they're already ahead of us. That's funny as hell, um, though. I don't, I don't you just don't you don't want to punish someone for something so awesome. But no. come on, come on, buddy. <laughs> But you also are just like, it was funny the first time, but the 12th time, like, yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. And you hear it's- George Takei come in, oh my. <laughs> I was writing the... All it's right. funny, too, because, like, I feel like teachers are at a disadvantage now. Like, always, just the history is always going to be kids are going to be, you know, like, it, it was laser pointers at some point. Like, kids are always, they're going to have phones, like, whatever. But, like, specifically with COVID, I feel like... Now that it's all digital, it's all Zoom calls, like teachers are definitely on the wrong side of technology, like in terms of there's probably like a million things they could do, you know, to start. Yeah, you, uh, the the thing is, like my my school, uh, the county that I work for uh, refused to allow Zoom like you couldn't use Zoom for for any school related business. And uh, and so we had to use Microsoft Teams, which is just garbage. Uh, if you've ever, if you've not ever used it, I don't suggest using it. Um, it's not great. And then, uh, oh, then sorry, we had to sorry, use uh, Jonathan, we, we got to go to commercial real quick. We'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> there we go. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about Microsoft Teams. I love Microsoft Teams. It's so easy to use in my school. If you're trying to get a lesson done or you have an important meeting with your office associates, uh, you're not going to find a better platform. So Microsoft Teams. Uh, now well, back to the show. Wait, hold on. Can I just – I want to okay. say more about Microsoft Teams. Uh, is there more on the copy? That's all I had. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For every team that you buy, uh, Microsoft Teams will donate a team to a school that's in need. So I just wanted to mention that's that. That's so important. Um, yeah. And I just I really want to say that, you know, Microsoft team is it's part of our team here at Hobo Radio. And I don't know what we would personally do without it. it it's so that's, important. That's so, that's so generous of them. And you know that it's um, uh, uh, Bill Gates is, is such a th- philanthropist. Um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. So um, that, that's really great to hear that he's saying that. Okay. <laughs> I just I needed to stall longer to pull up the fart sound effect. So that was that's really full disclosure there. Uh, so anyway, Microsoft Teams is shit. And, and, uh, and then but the I with Zoom that they, they've they really did buckle down a little bit better on their security because uh, I mean, beforehand they were just—they were very open about the fact they were selling all of your shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like, well, uh-oh, people are now going to be here. Um, 
And so, like, they, they locked it down a little bit better. You had control over, like, if you hosted it, you had control over who's talking, who's not talking, uh, cameras being up. Um, I I do know that, uh, you know, some some people have gotten, like, kids had put the, the password and stuff out on Reddit, and that's how they got Zoom bombers, like... <laughs> Um, Jesus. So I, I would have, I would have much rather have used zoom. Um, but eh, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Microsoft teams do with it. Did that, you, that's my ad for him. <laughs> that was great. That's a great tagline. I'm in, <laughs> uh, what was there a reason why this, um, particular, uh, school district didn't want to use zoom at all? Th- because it was by the time we got started, it was when all like all the information started coming out about it being unsecure and uh. they had gotten hit a couple of months before um from a parent because they had created uh Google accounts for everybody but also allowed the students to have Gmail and it is a federal law that you can't create email accounts for kids without parental consent oh um, and so there was a, a big yeah there was a big deal about that so i think uh because they got hit with that earlier in the year uh to this it was just easier to say we're not using it there's too much uh that you know can go wrong and so microsoft teams and i'm sorry uh, google meets jonathan i'm really sorry I, I hate to break up the show this way we actually have another ad read Okay. Uh, that we're supposed to do. Uh, one eight seven seven emails for kids. One eight. <laughs> I was about ready to sing that with you. That was oh, yeah. easy. Uh, yeah. E M A I L for kids. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy out there in the the tech world and schools. It sucks, right? Like it's got to be terrible. Like, that's just my it, guess. I, well, I can say that as a technology teacher, uh, it's very simple and easy for me. Like, everything flowed. Uh, I saw my students when they chose to want to see me. If they didn't want to see me, they didn't. Uh, but other teachers had a hard time um, because they're so yeah. used to not having to to be tech-based. Um, and, sure. and now, yeah... I, I don't know yeah, what like the, the yeah, like the I guess the most they would have had to deal with is maybe an overhead projector, and now they got every one of their students coming into them from a different location. Yeah, and then Ugh. it's like you never know what's happening in that household. Uh, I had teachers where students were, uh, you know, maybe just woke up and maybe weren't dressed all the way. Right, uh, and so there was a lot of there was a lot of conversation about how do you protect teachers from situations and. Um, you know, like, and, and then like how, how, like what kind of contact can you have with a student? Um, and it, it's difficult. I mean, the, the, the lucky thing for me was like, I was never alone. So like I live with my sister, um, and she's also a teacher. So, um, we set up in the living room and like when she was teaching, I wasn't, when I was teaching, she wasn't, but we were always there. So like we had some security blankets, uh, but you never you, you never know what's going to happen. Um, everything went 
okay after the first two weeks. There was a lot of growing pains for parents. There's a lot of growing pains for students and teachers. But once we got into it, it became a little bit easier. Well, the good news is the <clears throat> pandemic's over. We're opening everything back up. Yeah. Schools are going to be happening in the fall. So you got to be yeah, why, feeling great. <laughs> thank goodness the, the people in charge are just like, listen, we want to get it. you back in there, make it easier mm -hmm. and less expensive. Yeah, they handled and it. Yeah. You know, teachers are just going to have uh, mosquito nets and that's going to protect us. <laughs> I think that's going to be right. That's that's got to be the cheapest way. You know, uh, here's here's a, a mosquito net. I mean, you have to buy uh, your own mosquito nets, I assume. Yeah. But... Well, we will have to purchase our own mosquito nets. Yeah. No, for um, sure. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Oh, if I could. Sorry. I, if I could just pause for a second for an ad. Uh, mosquito nets really take a bite out of the pandemic. You just do an ad for yourself on our show. I listen mosquito <laughs> nets every time I say it. I, uh, Look, uh, mosquito Lars, gets wings. Lars, he's a teacher. He he uh, needs this. Let him have oh. it. Well, listen. I don't think he realizes how staunchly we're opposed to mosquito nets. We're famous for that on Hobo Radio. That so. is true. I mean, you you haven't listened to every show, but that was like the two things when we started. We were like, let's talk about these Christian Bale Batman movies and also <laughs> fuck mosquito nets. I'm sorry about that, uh, yeah. but I'm definitely big, uh, just four big mosquito nets, and actually the size of mosquito nets. I need a big size. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, God, uh, that's my, I, I got to get paid uh, as a teacher. Uh, you know, no, go ahead trivia yeah. Honestly, hasn't been we, successful. We've, we've turned around on this anyways, because we're both big, we're big net heads now. Huge okay, net that's heads. That's good. Yeah. And by that you mean the, ourselves in our community. Yeah, but mostly by netheads he means the Sandra Bullock movie, uh, The Net. Mm -hmm. We really. Net. Oh yeah. shoot! I thought you were talking about that basketball team in Brooklyn. <laughs> we're all over the place. By the way, this is a this is a weird way to segue into something that has happened since the last show that we had. But The Net actually made me re remember that Ooh. that was uh, apparently one of Carl Reiner's favorite movies. Uh, but yeah, what? Yeah, Carl Reiner loved the net. That's a real thing. Huh. Why did Carl Reiner love the net? Is he a big Dennis Miller fan? I don't understand. I mean, how could that you not could be? be how could you not yeah. be? <laughs> <laughs> to not be would be like to have this sort of Damocles hanging over your head. <laughs> Last time I saw balls that big, one was chasing Indiana Jones, babe. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a pretty good Dennis. Miller. I enjoyed that. Dennis oh, did you Miller. like that? Yeah, that no was kidding. fun. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, Carl Reiner uh, passed away. Uh, he was in his late nineties. Like, so I don't, yeah. you know. But uh, but what a career! Like, what thanks. a fucking career that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, all I got. Guys like that because yeah, every it. every time we lose like one of the one of the old guard like that, you just start to you look back at their career and you're like, holy shit! Like you were. You were legit famous and successful and middle-aged before my parents knew each other. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> you like... You were still I, working when you died. That was the thing is it was like, yeah, I had that of like, oh, I want to watch some of the like 2,000-year-old man stuff with him and Mel Brooks. And you watch it, it's in black and white and they're old yeah. in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
No, amazing. Like, oh, yeah. man, with that happening, they actually, I, we were, um, Julia and I were watching uh, Spaceballs, which I couldn't get, it couldn't get enough of when I was, um, you know, this, oh, God, how old? I must have been like six. Too young to even understand or appreciate that movie, but I watched the hell out of it. Um, and uh, I'm watching it now, and I said, gee, no. Mel Brooks is an elderly man in this movie that yes. came out in the mid eighties. <laughs> yeah, and he's with us still. It's crazy how how the stamina on 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 these people who can um who just they're still working, they're still writing. Uh, apparently, Mel Brooks still has office hours. Like he goes to work every day. What was uh? It was a few years ago. I want to say it was like two years ago that Molly and I saw Mel Brooks. Like they did a screening of Blazing Saddles, and he was there and introduced it and did like a Q and A where he's That's up amazing. on stage, like animatedly, like talking uh-huh. about you know. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he he did. Uh, he just did a bit with his son about. I saw uh, that staying home. Like yeah, he was like stay home. Uh, I think his son was the one who was doing it because it's like, don't kill my father. So like stay home. Yeah. So we don't kill. Oh, that's right. Mel and Brooks. was his dad on the other side of a yeah, window he was, like, or something yeah. like that? Side of the the <laughs> right. glass, and he was just like, don't kill me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, Mel Brooks still still killing it. Yeah, I mean talk about. Carl Carl Reiner, I mean, from comedy to also whatever you want to consider, Oceans, right? Uh, sure, and had a had a big part in Oceans. I just rewatched that too because I really got nostalgic for like that. That this is going to be crazy to say that Oceans Eleven it holds up pretty well. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a pretty pretty good movie. Ocean's Eleven. I have a hard time with that because of the stupid piping in Brad Pitt's hair. God damn, do I hate his haircut in that movie. Well, what's funny is I I like Ocean's Eleven. I absolutely despise Ocean's Twelve because it has a plot line that infuriates me, which is the idea that Julia Roberts' character looks like Julia Roberts in a movie a movie full of movie stars like recognizable movie stars you're really gonna open like that can of worms of like is anyone asking why Julia Roberts assistant is fucking Matt Damon like you know like is that coming up like yeah like why why is Bruce Willis only recognizing Julia Roberts but no one else yeah I got really mad at that and then Ocean's 13 still happened and i i feel like i it saw it but you know what's funny about oceans 13 is that they um they needed a character who was advanced in age and frail enough to get upset enough to be put into a coma and it was not carl reiner <laughs> well carl reiner Elliot fake Gould. dies in oceans 11 like he That's collapses true. at the end of oceans like they play that you know like think about how long ago that movie was and they play with this idea of like i don't know his heart like we really got to <laughs> you know that was what 2001 2002 yeah like early 2000s yeah yeah him, good, him good and for, his ulcers. Good for him. I only That's feel right. like like actors, comedic actors from like the fifties to like the seventies are the only people that ever get ulcers and like that's the, <laughs> the bit that they do. Yeah. Because I just feel I I just feel like uh what was it? The odd couple. Um I that uh I think Jack Klugman's character was always having an ulcer and it's like that was a bit back then. Uh, and then they brought it for Ocean's Eleven. It was it's a good bit. You know, his, I love I love the, the bit with the ulcer or just um, undefined organ malady, where someone yep. has like a, they either, they either have like this small <laughs> this small glass pint of 
just some fluid in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> some fix-all that they have to take a tug on every now and then, or like the like the moderately sized chalky white pill that they throw in and chew on when they start to like they hold their gut and then they take yeah. a take a swig off this thing and like okay uh, okay hold on no I'm fine just give me a second give me let it do its thing. Okay, fa- I'm good now. My favorite part of that bit, too, is the fact that in both of those cases, whether it's the pill or the, the tonic, they never measure it. It's always just they just yeah. dump like yeah. five pills into their mouth. Or They just still like- do that, man. I forget what I was watching, but it was, a, it was a show or a movie or something modern where someone is still taking a pill bottle full of pills and just tilting it up to their mouth. Some amount of pills go in there, they chew on them, and then they're fine. I mean, maybe that's why I've never been a TV star, but I read every medication I've ever taken so carefully <laughs> and get so terrified of like, did I already take this today? Oh my God. Yeah, when it's like, when it's someone who's, you know, supposed to be a, some sort of um, uh, junkie or someone abusing substances or whatever, I get it. But it's like, I need my heart pill. And they just throw <laughs> the bottle up to their face and yeah. chew on stuff. That'll be fine. You just, just take too many heart pills. That couldn't possibly be bad for you. Like, Give me 12 seconds. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably Jeez. just gas. I'll move on. <laughs> oh, man. It's probably gas, by the way, is another one of my favorite uh, plot lines that's been in various movies where it's like they think something's like really terrible. And then it's like how uh, comedic they want to play that of like it's just indigestion or it's like just, like they think they're having a heart attack. Yeah. And they never in, in those instances, because it was such a trope and usually the format they're doing it in, be it, uh, you know, it's probably like a sitcom or ABC family or something. They can never... They can never just play a long, drawn-out fart, which is the payoff we're all looking for, Yeah, but it's never there. Right. Which actually, I, I don't know why we're talking about Parks and Rec so much today, but credit to Parks and Rec for, like, dude, they, they kind of played with that trope with Jerry, where he had a fart yeah. attack. Oh, the fart he attack. He had a fart attack. Yeah. I yeah. love the fart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a good scene. Because it did just go on forever, and then, like, like, just Tom talking about it, and it's still going. Like, that's... That that's when you know you have comedy gold when you can have two <laughs> actors talking to each other while another third actor is just dying but also flatulating for the longest time. I imagine if you're if you were in that writers room like you went home that day like really felt like we did it today. <laughs> we, we did. did. It. This yeah, is that was prob- that has Harris Whittles all oh, over God, it. Oh God! Yes. Way. Yeah. Like when he, I think he said something like, "Oh God, Jerry, would you eat a dinosaur?" Or something yeah. stupid. Really stupid. Oh man. <laughs> Leslie goes and says, "Tom, I need you." Like he's having a heart attack. I know, but man, geez, what? Is, <laughs> like it just kept going. Like it's uh, quality show. Carl Reiner also Parks and Rec. That's right. What was That's he? Right. They had to get it. The, she was trying to get his endorsement. He's the guy in charge of like the senior oh, that's community. Right. I forgot yeah. that one. Yeah. Ramp up Pawnee. Oh yeah. yeah. I totally Ramp forgot that. Yeah. Oh man. It's all connected. <laughs> God. He also had that good bit where he was like, what he had a brother who uh, he, uh, he, he, he's missing a third of his body. It's the middle section. And it he is. just, he like had such a like Carl Reiner, delivery to it he's like yeah he lost a court he lost a third of himself the middle third but he's still good kind of short though <laughs> you know it's like yeah oh man that's, got the best that's out really of him. good 
I love it too because Carl Reiner is known like famously as being a straight man and it's like he's hilariously funny but like yeah just worked with even funnier people who like you know it was like well out of the two of us you're gonna be the straight man obviously like like he equally had no problem like for all those years just I I'm surrounded by people who are gonna make both of us funnier if I just set them up yeah that works yeah, and directed the jerk too, which is just like right. I'm just gonna point a camera at Steve Martin and just let him be hilarious. Yeah, let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, and he, the, here's the thing too: is like um, his son directed some of the funniest movies. Uh, uh, this is Spinal Tap, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally. And the thing is about Rob Reiner: that man is in his seventies. Yeah. Right. His son is in his 70s <laughs> and also still working. It's insane. You know what I always forget, by the way? Rob Reiner directed A Few Good Men, which is just like... I don't did think... He? I, did he really? I don't think I ever knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, right? Doesn't that not make sense? It does not make sense. <laughs> Everybody's well, got to get their one, you know? It's true, because I was about to say, uh, Bill Duke directed uh, Sister Act 2 back in The Habit. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> Some somebody had to. I guess I, guess they, I didn't had to be <laughs> the craziest person in a cast of crazy people from Predator. Well, I, I feel like I need to ask you guys a question before we end this show, uh, just to because I feel like I need to know where everybody stands on this. Um, so you know, obviously we talked a little about COVID, but like, you guys got that Hamilton fever. Oh no. boy! <laughs> I uh, I heard about Hamilton in the young stages at the beginning. Uh, our our friend Kim Lee. Uh, mm. Oh, she like, loves Hamilton. Huge yeah, fan that is of also Hamilton. who I heard about Hamilton from first. And, <laughs> was Kim and I was I, I remember being outside of. Uh, the old big theater, uh, I think I wrote the, maybe at the Mercury, it might've been at the Mercury. Uh, and she and a friend were talking about Hamilton and I just, I didn't know what they were talking about. And then fast forward to, you know, five months ago where I have students who are singing the songs in class. And I'm just like, I have, I've never had a want to, uh, (laughs) see it, um, I Jonathan, don't, do you not I don't have? Know. Do, you not, do you not like music theater in general? I love music theater. Oh, okay. Um, I love I love Broadway. Uh, the best thing that's ever happened to my life is Marty moving to New York, uh, because I have actually gotten to go to Broadway, which I probably if if he had never gone or if he had never moved there, I probably never would have been to Broadway. Wow. Uh, but I got to see I got to see King Kong. I got to see Wicked. I was very happy about all that. I love musicals. Now, I don't know why I haven't watched it. I kind of don't want to watch the Disney one because they've, what, toned it down, eliminated some songs, got rid of some... I think the only thing they changed, uh, I could be wrong about this, is the word fuck appeared in Hamilton three times, and they wanted it to have a PG-13 rating, so they... Uh, edited out two of the the times they say fuck. So you're allowed to say one, and you one. can still get a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. So, but I think that's the only change. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think okay. that was all that they. Maybe I I just uh, 
I I want to like I want to watch it, but I'm I do not have the Hamilton fever. Lars, fair enough. Do you have the Hamilton oh, fever? Um, I like Hamilton a lot. I listened to the soundtrack a couple times, but um, seeing it visually, I just wasn't I wasn't pressed on it. I don't know why. I just wasn't. I really like the music, and I'm gonna watch it uh, eventually. But it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I I had an opportunity to watch it, but I watched Spaceballs. Oh, that's it. Um, all right. It, sorry if you guys don't mind. Uh, one second. I just have one more ad read that I need okay. to do. Uh, I didn't even know uh, about this one. Okay. Disney Plus. It's time oh, to sign up for Disney Plus to watch Disney. Hamilton, the musical starring Lin Manuel Miranda. Available now <laughs> on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> Or a PG thirteen rating. I don't understand. Well, I, like, I sincerely, I don't understand the rating because it's on a streaming service. It's not a theatrical right. release. So just rated R. Like make it unrated. Like who cares? Here's the like, thing. Just, Any, anyone, anyone underage, like anyone too young to hear "fuck" three times, doesn't want to watch a fucking musical. Like guarantee. Yeah. Right. Like, right. <laughs> and and honestly, the people who are watching it the kids that are watching it have listened to the soundtrack. They've yeah. heard the words. Yeah. So I, I don't know why they felt the need to do that. I don't know if it's because they're just planning on putting it out. I think Disney doesn't want R rated content on Disney plus because they own a piece of Hulu too. So I think that they, that's like their distinction is they want like R rated stuff on Hulu and they want yeah. But they wanted this on Disney Plus, which makes sense. I just, again, to me, it's like make it unrated. Like, I, I don't know why yeah. it needed a rating. Because it's, um, yeah, it's, <clears throat> I think that's unnecessary. I'm going to lie. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to watch it, I guess. It was eventually. good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's really funny because I had the same thing where Kim Lee uh, kept talking about Hamilton. And I, it was her and like a few other people. I want to say it was Sarah too, who's been on the show before. Uh, mm. But they were like talking about when we went to Del Close, they were like entering the lottery to like try to get tickets and stuff. And oh, I just, right. I, I originally had that of like, I was kind of mad at it because I was like, I'll never be able to see this stupid play. And like, I've never, like, Lars and I met doing theater in high school. Obviously, like, I, I like theater, I like musical theater. Uh, but I've never listened to a soundtrack of a play that I haven't seen before because i'm like I, i'm just not that deep into musical theater nerdiness so I, I avoided hamilton for a really long time until i moved out here and then molly's mom actually had the soundtrack and like i just was bored enough one day to listen to it uh and it's real good i liked it and i i'm glad i saw the thing because I'll, I'll never probably see a, a theater version of it uh i actually think it's cool like i think they should do more theater experiences like that you know shoot them in high def and make them available to people i would totally be down because if i'm honest like i grew up <clears throat> i grew up um in, in musical theater and with um with musicals and i would either see movie versions or i would get um uh cast uh cast recorded soundtracks to things and that was the only way i could get them because i mean you know i'm in I'm in Nanjamoy, Maryland, mm -hmm. and there are some really good theater companies, not only in Southern Maryland, but in Washington, D.C., but I couldn't get to all of them, you know, especially if, like, my parents weren't interested in going. <laughs> like, <laughs> then I, That's the end of the conversation. It was just a, a, a big no. So I saw a few, but I never got to see it. Like, I, I had – there was – 
still mostly on my phone. Most of most of the music on there, if not one hundred percent of it, is Broadway cast recordings of musicals. I had mm. I had the Avenue Q soundtrack memorized before oh, I one. saw the Sage production because I it just didn't come to the area and I never got to New York to see it. I've never seen anything on Broadway, but I love music. I, I love the musical theater. It's great. So if they get this shit going, I'm all about it. Just take yeah. that. Oh man, when they put something on PBS, when it was like an event, we're going to do a pledge drive and we're going to show you something like, I don't know, the revival cast of damn Yankees starring Jerry Lewis is going to be on the telethon to sing three songs. I am glued to the ground in front of the TV until I hear those three songs because any way I could get my hands on it. I do feel like there's no reason that you couldn't just original cast of any new show, film it the way that they did Hamilton and just do what they did, like hold on to it until like the original cast isn't there anymore and then release it if you if you want to like incentivize if you're worried about people. But I don't I don't think you need to worry because people it's not the same as watching it live. Yeah. And yeah. and I don't think you're ever going to stop people going to the theater to see it. I no, mean, we have people no. who uh, have gone to to Broadway to see Hamilton. Have it's come to Baltimore once. Like people were still going to see it there. Like uh, I don't think it's ever going to stop people from seeing no musicals. In fact, I it'll probably work people, the other way. People will probably see yeah. it who might not otherwise, you know, like that they, yeah. if they see the recording, then they'll want to go. But also, I haven't seen it because it's ridiculously expensive, so that's why I continue yeah. to that's not. That's also a thing. That's, <laughs> that's also it. And also, it's in, on planet Earth, it's in like a five five general blocks of one city on planet Earth. Can you see these things? Yeah. You know, because like you could say, there's touring companies. That's not a Broadway show. No. And I'm just right. saying, Technically, it is not. If you want, that, that's where it is, and it, we can't, we can't all do it. I mean, like, I'll still go see my like uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. The musical is so embedded in me. I could do it start to finish right now. You buy any soundtrack, like any cast recording of that show, and there isn't a note that you hear on that soundtrack that doesn't happen on the stage version. But I will still, to this day go see a stage production of that just because it's fun to go to the theater and actually watch it. And there's been like at this point, two or three movies made that I could just watch it, but I'll still go see it. I don't think you're digging in anyone's pocket by, by bringing it out on this format. Also, I, has there ever actually really been a good like theater musical that they made into a movie, like a, you know, actually produced movie that's actually been good. At least in modern history, because, I mean, maybe you could be like West Side Story or like if you go back far enough into Hollywood. But like modern movie musicals are usually terrible. We usually uh, get Les Mis. The the Wiz. Ooh. Did that was that that was a Broadway musical first. That was a that was a that was a musical before it became the movie. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about the 70s. When you say modern, I don't know what you mean. But yeah, the 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 Wiz, I don't know. I want to say My Fair Lady, but yeah. Uh, um, West Side Story. That's what I mean. Like, West Side Story to me feels like... The, sound, of, the, sound of Music for sure. Well, yeah. Sound of Music. But, like, yeah. West Side Story, I don't know. In my head, that's the one that's, like, the gold standard for, like, adapting. But I just... I I really think I do mean more modern. Like, I mean, I, I saw the movie of Rent. Like, I saw yeah. the Les Mis with, uh, you know, uh, Russell Crowe. Like, even Chicago. I know people really like Chicago. And, it, yeah. I think it's overproduced. They just, they're just bombarding you with pleasant sights and sounds. 
downs and then telling you it's good when it, it isn't necessarily. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I enjoyed about watching Hamilton was like, it's nice to just see a stage with people dancing and have that be all of it. And it's like, I actually probably don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if they were on a battlefield, like, you know, rapping or what, like if it was actually produced as it would have looked at the time, like, I don't think it would have been as good. Y'all, we got I, short memories because we both, for, all three of us forgot Cats. Oh, oh Cats, which is the best. Brilliant Sorry. productions. Sorry, throw, throw out what I said about West Side Story. Obviously, it's Cats. <laughs> but that's just a perfect match of technology and a great story. Like, it's just, that was the only medium you could tell that story. I finally understood what I was watching after. Yeah, it's cats and they all want to die and get into heaven, obviously. And there's different types of cats for sure. I know the plot of cats because I've read it before and I've never been able to process it. Like what (laughs) the actual (laughs) like storyline is. Uh, are you are you going to watch that movie and find the silver lining, Joel? Is cats? Gonna... Oh, cats! Yeah. We're saving. We're that'll happen someday. We, oh, we it's, it's definitely come sweeps. up. <laughs> yeah, we got to save that <laughs> for sweeps. sweeps you know, uh, no, because that is the thing. Thank you so much for bringing up my other podcast, Jonathan. I appreciate yeah, it. You know. uh, on silver linings playback, uh, <laughs> we've been doing themes, but I think we're gonna we'll end up doing like a probably a lot of these musicals that we just talked about will probably be a month. Uh, but yeah, we've been trying to do different themes. This month, we're doing unnecessary sequels. Ooh, I cannot wait. I mean, that's probably all sequels. Is that what? Did you watch uh, Ocean's 12 on that one? No, 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 no. Actually, no? and sorry, <laughs> I just had a moment because we record ahead. So actually, that's uh, we're already like, that's August that I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, it's a spoiler. But no, spoiler. For, before July, we're actually doing bad uh, comic book movies. So we just did Batman and Robin to start the month. Okay, okay good. I, I can catch it. Is, like, I like listening. I like your guys' show a lot. I... <clears throat> For me personally, I was listening to you talk about movies that I had never seen, and it was just starting to make me angry listening to you guys describe it because I'm like, <laughs> it did what now? Yeah, <laughs> like, there the were Jupiter definitely some movies. One, I I made it all the way through, but I'm like, Jesus, it looked bad. Everyone said it was bad. I didn't know it was this fucking bad. No, Jupiter Ascending. That was one that I thought was going to be fun. And then it was like, I watched it and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like, this is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Both you and Andy had some big pauses in that episode. Yeah, they're they're struggling, and so am I. No, I actually. It's that's a weird thing about that show is I actually like it when I like the movie more. Like you would think. Like we're not trying to do like how did this get made or something. I I don't want to be trashing movies. Like it is more fun when I can like find things that I like about it, or at least like understand where it went wrong. And actually, I think my favorite has been the ones that have behind the scenes. Uh, drama seemed to be really fun to talk about uh, of like we did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and like apparently um, they were Sean Connery was getting in fist fights with the director over, over the placement of like prop guns and stuff like it you know that's the stuff I want so Fantastic Four is definitely going to be a part of <laughs> the the comic book which uh, you know what's so funny is it got bumped uh, for Batman and oh. Robin because we had the month planned out and then Joel Schumacher passed away. So we actually oh, ended up yeah. at the last minute doing uh, Batman and Robin instead. 
Uh, so, but we have, Andy is very passionate about, uh, doing the new fantastic four. He really wants to do it. So I, which, but which one, oh, the, 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 new, the most the recent new, one, yeah, the, new, the third yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. I which that guy, I, by the way, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just going to uh, unpopular opinion. I didn't hate it. It's, it's kind of a mess. I mean, it's, it, very, yeah. I don't think it's hard to find stuff to like about it. I'm very curious by the way, that same director, uh, writer, director, is it Josh Trank? Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he just had that movie Capote that I'm, uh, Capote, <laughs> Capone. Those are different people. Ah, uh, two, yeah. But, uh, put them together though. Truman Capote playing Al Capone. Now, now you're cooking. <laughs> But oh, I, th- I thought like you meant together, like together, and I was about well, that. that too. Yeah, but no, it's uh, Capone. It's uh, it's got Tom Hardy doing his one of his silly voices playing Al Capone. So mm-hmm. I'm curious about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Fantastic Four is a mess. I can see all the elements there that would be uh, a good Fantastic Four movie, but then if they just started. I think they just started filming randomly. Well, it's really the end. That's what I, when I think of that yeah. movie, I think of the end just being just bad, like kind of similar to Suicide Squad, where just the end is just a mess of CGI. Where like, but that's isn't that where the the problems happen? Like the film was made, and then they had the issues with. Uh, the director, and then they went and reshot the entire ending. Well, yeah, and I think that that's clear. <laughs> that yeah, like that's, that's where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, no, the ending is such a mess. Yeah, I don't know what he would have done uh, left alone. I, I, it's weird because there aren't really good examples of that working out. You know, of right. like. We fired the director, then we took over, and then, man, it won an Academy Award. Like, it's always like, we didn't like what the director was doing because it seemed bad, so then we made it bad in a different way. Is Is the closest success maybe Solo? When I really they, like Solo. They, I, yeah. You know, I specifically, like, that was that was funny with the Silver Lining playback. I think Andy suggested Solo, and I actually was like, I really like that movie. If we do that movie, I'm just going to talk about how much I like it. <laughs> like, I don't, it's it's kind of a mess at the beginning, but it, and you brought in uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, yeah. Uh, which is such a weird choice, but, you know, it. I think it, yeah, you're probably right that that's, that's probably the best that we've gotten. I, I love Lars is very quiet uh, as soon as we mentioned Solo, and then it was like, mm, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. I, 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 I don't have any <clears throat> detrimental things to say about Solo. Yeah. I, yeah. I really don't. I can I can tell you that I, I, can, I can see parts that Ron Howard definitely had a strong opinion about and you're talking about the scene with Clint Howard in it? <laughs> which I am never disappointed by. Boy, no. am I a huge Clint Howard fan. No, I wish he worked more. We've, I think we've been pretty clear about that through the history of this show. Is he's, like, he's a, the, the, the only thing, the thing that Clint Howard doesn't have going for him, that he actually works in his favor as well, is he's a very specific looking man. So it's hard yep. for him to... He's a great character actor, but it's hard for him to disappear into a role I, because, boy, does he look just like Clint Howard all the time. We've said it a million times on this show before, but a body-switching movie with Clint Howard and John Hamm where they switch bodies and you know have each other's personalities is just... That's a win. That is a money 
printing machine. Yeah. Everyone's going to go see this movie, man. Yeah. Maybe they do a sequel to being John Malkovich and it's being Clint Howard. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, but not as gross because that that movie. I got to take a <laughs> shower every time I see that movie. It's really gross. Yeah, it's not a movie that I like really want to rewatch, but it's, you know. No. I do love me some Mike adaptation, Jones. though. Fucking adaptation Spike is great. <laughs> adaptation is good. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Well, um, did I don't? Did you guys make up? I think we for, we forgot that that was supposed to happen. You guys, oh, we you guys cool? That yeah, I think yeah. We're cool. yeah, that plot line. Yeah, yeah. we're fine. Yeah, we miss, uh, you, at, we, we miss you at trivia. We we like oh. our trivia hosts, all of them, but none of them add up uh, to you, Jonathan. You're our favorite trivia host. Well, thank you, because I know Ian and Alex would probably want to fight me, and I'm just not in the mood to fight either of them. Alex Ian is great. Boy, do we love sturdy. Alex? And, and Ian, Ian hits me up with random Star Wars stuff all the time. Ian won't leave me alone about the Star Wars, and do, God, I love him for it. Um, yeah. And Alex is great, but they're they're no Jonathan. There's the way that you were able to shut that crowd up that no one else was able to, and you could shame them. Like Alex, Ian wouldn't really fuck with them too much at all, and Alex straight up just says, "Shut the fuck up, you <laughs> bunch of fucking drunk fucking assholes." <laughs> That's but you had a it's that teacher in you. You have that teacher authority behind your voice, Jonathan, that you can command a room by being um, sarcastic and shameful. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I've honed that skill, uh, and uh, it it doesn't really work as well when you're doing trivia over uh, over the internet. But um, been been slowly rolling back out. So can I? Um, uh, I I don't want to since this came up. I don't want to forget. What is your thought process with the questions on we have to ask? Like, because there are answers, but like some of them feel like I don't know if you do research for them. Some of them feel researched. Some of them are very silly. Like, uh, so they they come to me in a fever dream, and then <laughs> uh, I write them down. You know, um. I don't know. I try to find questions that have a broad uh, array of possible answers so that they're kind of opinion based, uh, which makes it even more ridiculous when you think of the like, uh, I think four four episodes into this new format that we've done, um, Amy said to Marty, like, you guys have to figure a reason why you're doing this, because it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're just doing a thing. You need to have a reason. So we came up with the reason was we're fixing thank, the timeline. By the way, thank God Amy doesn't listen to this show because oh, okay. the second she told that to me and Lars, you have to think <laughs> of a reason that you're doing this. We would have we would have been out. Yeah, thank, <laughs> that's why she gets. Uh, she has always gotten producer credit, and she takes her her job very serious. As she should. Uh, yeah. But we we made the we made the decision that like we're trying to fix the timeline and that we that I have gone and reached out to these other uh, timelines and said, Hey, uh, what, what's making yours right. And then they give us a, they give us like, what, what they tell me is they give me like answers to my questions that I have. And then that's when we ask the people. Um, I try to find stuff that would bring up conversation. Um, and I'm definitely thinking of like the left field answer. 
So like when I come when I when I write the answer down, it's it is literally just what would be the dumbest answer that could possibly happen. Um, some some have been like legit, kind of. So like when we did when we did the musical episode, uh, it was like which which musical caused the most harm, uh, and of course my answer was the the Spider Man play. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody said the Spider-Man play yeah, and it was like, yeah. And is that like, was there any research done? No. I mean, it could, I mean, I think possibly it is the most, you know, harm created play ever to be make sense. Yeah. Um, but you know, you could also think of like, there have been plays that have run longer. Somebody twisted an ankle, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I just, you know, I just think of what could bring conversation between two people. Um, what keeps it a little bit more entertaining and then what could have, what could people have different answers to? And then me just coming in with the third bit. That's like, Nope, you're wrong. I, I have two thoughts. I don't want to forget them. One, watching that Hamilton movie, like there is so much potential for someone to get seriously injured <laughs> doing a stage performance of Hamilton. The stage is spinning around. There's a lot of like, like I just had, I had anxiety knowing it was taped because I was like, you get one dancer who's like the backup who like forgets a step and they step on this thing as it's twirling, you know, like it's, it's a dumb. So there's that. But second of all, I, we brought this up when Marty was on, uh, I got so mad at your definition of nachos on your show. (laughs) (laughs) I was so angry. Uh, I, I can tell you that the answers mean bonk. Uh, uh, it is, it is just, it, and it is to to uh, in, invoke feeling and emotion. Yeah, yeah. From our listeners as well as uh, our 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 performers that are are on there. I guess I do feel like Joe and I threw you off because uh, what was it? it was the dentist one, right? Like the um, oh yeah, where you like seemed like you didn't want to give your answer <laughs> because yeah, it was so good. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now th- there have been times uh, where I've thought. Nobody can see the answers I've written down here. Yeah, like, no I one would easily know. Easily just yeah. say this is the right one. Yeah. Because um, if there's a good bit, man, yeah, uh, I just want to run with it, and that's just Gotta the improviser it. in me. Um, but I know yeah, you no, said I, the answer. I know you said the answer was Spider Man, but I would I would say it's Oklahoma, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which is I think adjusted for for inflation still the biggest money maker in Broadway history, which means that everyone still does it, and it's such a piece of crap fucking <laughs> shitty ass musical that's <laughs> it barely has a plot the songs stink and no one should care about it all right well the good news is my sponsor next week is uh the the baltimore play association running of oklahoma <laughs> no, check them out here. online right, the last time i the last time i saw it it was because my my dad had directed a production of it and i saw it and it was actually entertaining but, but the thing that just it, if I could wipe it from existence, I would, but it, it's yeah. really unnecessary for this thing to be here. I'll watch cats a thousand times before I watch Oklahoma again. Can I, if we're having, I don't know if that's a controversial, but if we're just throwing out, uh, maybe like crazy opinions about, uh, Broadway musicals, I really like Starlight Express. Just throwing that out there. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, my favorite dinner theater Welcome musical the uh, is Legally Blonde. Is what? Sorry, what? Legally Blonde musical. Oh, right on. Has uh. 
uh, some solid musical numbers. Nice. I would I would agree with that. That has some really catchy, complicated, fun to listen to tunes. I also, by the way, just one last musical thought. So I have never understood why they haven't made a movie of Avenue Q, which seems like out of every musical to lend itself the easiest to just you make Sesame Street. Like, I don't understand um, what, what's stopping you from making that into like a theatrical movie. I think we saw what happened with, uh, what was it? The Happy Town Murders. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that movie. <laughs> Future Silver so Linings a- Playback <laughs> movie. Uh, the Happy Land Murders. <laughs> Uh, you know, a raunchy puppet movie. It yeah. wasn't great. So. Also, uh, remember Greg the Bunny. People have tried this. It worked on mm, stage yeah. pretty damn well, but in, in other places. And also Crank Anchors, which barely worked the yeah. first time, and then they brought it back. It's just, it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Even Avenue Q. There's some questionable things about Avenue Q. Um, now, and, th- and that thing was, came out and I don't know, Avenue Q would have been like 2004 or something like that. I want to say, um, yeah. definitely when George Bush was in office and, um, it, even now some of those things are, you know, they're a little, they could be a little troublesome. So yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe not the crude puppet thing was a very specific window of time that <laughs> some of them yep. made it and some of them didn't. But ever, they all got their chance. What is the the Peter Jackson one? Have you guys ever seen that? The uh, um, it's like it's, you guys are both staring at me blankly. Peter Jackson yeah. really talking, is talking career. about Lord of the Rings, man. Yeah, the guy, the guy who did Lord of the Rings. No, I did. Uh, I we seen Lord of the Rings. Those weren't puppets. That was no, 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 no. Computer I, generated. No, it's or uh, some some like people wearing makeup. Is it, Those weren't puppets. Meet the Feebles. I want to say that's the name of it. I'm trying to look it up real quick. That sounds familiar. Actually, it's like a Wait, super you early about the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the Hobbit. Because <laughs> uh, those were real people. Didn't uh, the guy we didn't pay tribute to Bilbo Baggins who just passed away too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ian Holmes. Yeah, that's his yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah, Meet the Feebles, uh, directed by Peter Jackson. Multiple animals and insects experience the sleazier side of show business while working on a variety show. It's a Peter Jackson uh, sexual puppet movie. Yeah, there's there's puppets having sex in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Team America, World Police. Team America was another one who came out in that window, which was... There was was pee-pee and poo-poo in that one. Okay, there was everything in that one. Yeah. yeah. By the way, those guys, you want to talk about a musical that has not aged well. It is Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we lose Jonathan? It says connection interrupted. Oh. I thought he Uh-oh. just wasn't interested in what we were saying. Yeah. I don't know, he dipped out. I don't but we we're it's time to wrap up anyway. So I imagine if Jonathan were here, he would promote We Have to Ask, the podcast on the Peak Slot Network. New shows Tuesdays on Facebook, but possibly are going to end up somewhere else. Sounds like uh, it's a good show. Uh, yeah, you can, find it, you can find it on Facebook if you want to watch it and also wherever you listen to podcasts, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that he came on. I'm glad you guys squashed your beef. Um yes. And hopefully, if Marty's unavailable, he'll come on again sometime. So I'm really pulling for Marty. 
I know. I always but remember <laughs> question everything. <laughs> I, 
uh, I ran up here to get the plug-in, and I kept rolling. Uh, so if we're done, then I can end the recording and send it to you. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.